From Sacramento, the Bishop's Radio Hour with Bob Dunning. Focusing on today's issues in the context of gospel values. Now, here's Bob Dunning on Relevant Radio. That's me. Welcome to you. Appreciate you all being with us on the Bishop's Hour. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Um, And we're pleased to uh, welcome in uh, Rob Kesmark, uh, who has some great news for us. Rob, good day to you. Yeah, thanks for having me. Very excited to be here. Uh, tell us about this film. And we and we talked earlier, I can't remember how many months ago it was, about uh, this uh, documentary on one of my heroes as a kid, Gil Hodges, uh, right-handed first baseman for the uh, Brooklyn Dodgers in Ebbetsfield, and then uh, went with the team to Los Angeles when they... <laughs> <laughs> they went across the country. Uh, tell us about this movie, and, and now nominated for an Emmy. Yeah, well, yeah. So it's been kind of a wild ride. We um, we made this film uh, not just to make a film, but to uh, hopefully sway the vote to get into the Hall of Fame uh-huh. and strategically put it out. Uh, when we talked, uh, it was pre the vote, uh, which was in December. So we put it out strategically at a time where we thought about a month out. You know, and ran a lot of like you know PR stuff to try to get the word out there. And he has he has a strong following, and uh, got the good news that he was uh, in, you know uh, nominated to or he was in the Hall of Fame. Uh, he actually just got officially like put in there um, just a couple of weeks ago, and then a little before. So like that was like that was the win. That was like the big win. We're like oh my gosh, that's you know that he actually got in the Hall of Fame because that was really the whole purpose of the film, showing that this this man's life and his contribution to MLB. And then, um, and then, yeah, we also got even better news uh, that the film's nominated for an Emmy. And so uh, it just sort of uh, was very edifying uh, to work so hard on something, to have it accomplish its goal, and then to get accolades on top of that. Um, just, just, it's been a wild ride, a really wild ride. You know, it's interesting because Gil Hodges, he just exemplified, you know, integrity, leadership, character, all those things off the field and on the field. Uh, and you can usually tell it the, by their demeanor on the field, even if they're hugely competitive, you know. And and yet, sometimes you don't know for sure what the Hall of Fame is looking for. Are they looking for stats, or are they looking for character? And uh, um, some in recent years, uh, some people with huge stats have been excluded from the Hall, or. Uh, have not been have not been included let's say maybe and there's people are still trying to make cases for them um for for things like steroids gambling uh etc um so uh i can you know you can go both ways with it and uh, gil hodges though he had both stats and character he really did yeah and you know like uh you talk about like uh, you know some athletes who, you know, steroids and different things. I mean, Gil went so far as he didn't even swear. Uh, in, the, in the film, you can um, you actually, it's a quote from uh, Tom Lasorda, um, God rest his soul, when, when he was alive, we got the interview for the film. And he's like, Do you ever hear Gil swear? No, never. And even Vince Scully uh, also attested to that in the film. And so, um, I mean, not only uh, a, a good character, a great character, both on the field and off the field. Yeah. Vin Scully, another uh, Catholic. And yep, yeah, and he recently just passed, too. So, yes, he did. Um, he lived a full life. I mean, you know, it's, uh, um, it's sad to see anyone go, but, uh, in, yeah, but he, he lived a full life for sure, and a very strong Catholic as well, so it was awesome to, you know, have his part of the film. And honestly, he, I think he died just a few days after Gil was officially inducted into the hall. So, oh, is that right? Um, wow. Yeah, I mean, yeah, if you, you can look up clips of Vin on YouTube, for years, he talked about, you know, uh, in his years of broadcasting, Gil was the only one and he thought was absent out of the hall. And, and, you know, I think that's a quite a large statement to make of all the, you know, MLB players he's been around. So. Yeah. Yeah. And Vince Scully, uh, it's not, not a show about Vince Scully, but he, uh, he was very prominent in uh, getting Catholic radio in uh, the Los Angeles area. Mm, very nice. Yeah. 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 No, it's... Um, we wish we wish he could have been there for the induction, but I'm um, glad he was alive to, to see it happen. To see it happen, yeah, indeed, indeed. 
So just for, for people who may be baseball fans, uh, Gil Hodges hit a career 273 average, had a, had a huge slugging average, though, 47. He had 370 home runs, 1,921 hits, 1,274 RBI. Even stole 63 bases, which isn't very many in a long career, but he's still, <laughs> it's still there. And uh, um, seven straight years had 100 or more RBIs. Probably his best year, uh, 1954, 42 home runs, 130 runs batted in, and he hit 304. So uh, that was a, that's kind of a, a hall of those are those are MVP type stats in 1954, and I, I uh, remember remember the Brooklyn Dodgers well, and and I remember when they moved to the West Coast, and I couldn't imagine as a little kid. What would happen if, say, my favorite team, of course, there weren't any teams here on the West Coast, but if my favorite team had moved to the East Coast, you know, like, I'm sure that just broke a lot of hearts. Oh, yeah. And, you know, he had to really win those fans over. And it was, um, I believe, in his second year there when he he mentioned to the L.A. Dodgers and when the Dodgers, you know, were, were there that they won the World Series. And it just, he made, you know, uh, he was welcomed there. He was, well, I mean, he's got uh, schools and bridges named after him, you know, um, both in his hometown uh, in Indiana and also where he made his home back in New York. And you talk about the stats, which, him as a player, it's pretty incredible. But, I mean, his contribution as a manager then, because that's what he went on, uh, most notably, um, the 69 Mets and, you know, countless players we had in the film that just spoke about his character and how he rallied them together and, and took them from, you know, they called them themselves the lovable losers uh, into winning the World Series. The Miracle uh, Mets. Yeah. They, they went from uh, can't anybody here play this game to to the, being the Miracle Mets. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, the way he kind of he spoke to the players, you know, he didn't have anything magic. He just he, he brought his. Uh, his character, he brought his, his hard work ethic, and, you know, you mix those two things together, and um, good things can happen. And, um, you know, I think that's part of the reason why, why he resonates with so many people is that um, he's, I'm not calling him an all-American, but he just, um, he, he, I would say the epitome of hard work, dedication, and just making, doing the right thing. He always did the right thing. And, um, you know, something that, that really spoke volumes to me is, you know, yeah, we interviewed a lot of baseball players, a lot of famous people, and they, they talked about, you know, how good he was, but it was his son who was really his biggest supporter, and I um, remember being in a funeral one time and hearing uh, countless people go up talking about uh, this person that had passed away, but, but no one from his family came up to say anything, and uh, it, it stuck out to me because I said, you know, it's one thing to make a, you know, a difference in the community, but if, you're, if, it, if you haven't impacted your own family, um, which is like, you know, as a Catholic, your first vocation, uh, you know, you might have missed the mark. And so knowing that he was such a strong family man, and then he also carried that out to, to his professional career, um, just something for me personally to strive to. Um, so, yeah, just an inspiring, very, very inspiring person for, for me personally. How did, how did you guys settle on doing a, a, a movie on Gil, uh, a film on, on Gil Hodges? How did, how did that come up? Yeah, you know, that, it came up actually from uh, Catholic Athletes for Christ. Uh, so uh-huh. um, I'm not sure if you're with Ray and, and Kevin, uh, who um, help run that organization, but they're very connected in with a lot of, you know, hence the name Catholic Athletes. Um, and, you know, this has been on the radar for, for quite a while. I think they've also just are fans of Gil. And I would say, you know, the stars sort of aligned, you know, in the sense of when they presented to us, uh, we were at a time where we were looking to take some of that on, and, and really, in that way, I, I didn't really know anything about Gail Pryor. Uh, you know, I grew up um, and still live in Chicago, so I'm a White Sox fan. Um, <laughs> and uh, but reading about Gail like early on, it, it was very inspiring, and I quickly also became uh, a Dodgers and, and Mets fan too. <laughs> wow, just not a Cubs fan. Let's see. I'm I'm trying to think uh, from my childhood the. The one Cub that I would remember for sure is Ernie Banks. Of 
And the yeah. one White Sox I would remember for sure was Minnie Minoso. Oh, Minnie Minoso. Yeah, I actually got a chance. Um, so it was a pretty big Sox thing growing up uh, that Sox and got to meet him, get his autograph. I still actually have Minnie Minoso's autograph. Um, and, uh, yeah, Carlton Fisk. Uh, yeah, I had 21 base car- baseball cards of Carlton Fisk growing up. I was pretty pretty excited of him, too. Uh, now, see, uh, if I mention Minnie Minoso to my kids, they think they're going to Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or they're getting some drink with an, with orange juice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, that's very, very, very interesting. All the, all the, all the old, you know, baseball. It's, it, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. I've, I've thought, man. I've been a sports writer. I started out as a sports writer and um, still do sports writing. And I've I've often thought, you know, baseball, uh, the 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 pace of baseball compared to uh, basketball or uh, uh, football, uh, both of which basketball and football have have greatly speeded up over the years for the most part. Mm-hmm. And baseball remains this, you know, this slow. They're always trying to speed up baseball without much success. <laughs> and and I've thought if they invented this game today. Would it yeah. would it take? And I don't know because you're going well. There's there's nine guys who are in the game at the current moment, and they're actually sitting on the bench. Well, eight are sitting on the bench, one's at bat. But those guys on the bench are actually still in the game right now. And there's you know, there's a guy in right field who's got a hand in his pocket, and you know, and then all of a sudden there's some action, you know, or or, or there isn't. There's a ball, and there's a strike, and there's ball, and there's a foul ball, you know, and 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 yet. It's it's great for concessions, and mm-hmm. yet you look at the crowds; people love it. They love it whether it's a one to nothing game or eleven to ten with a whole bunch of home runs, and and I think a lot of it is because baseball has so much history, and mm-hmm. and it has all those stats. You know, you can your team can be in last place, and. Uh, old Mr. Judge and the Yankees are coming to town, you're going to go watch him play. Mm-hmm. You know, and and it endures. Baseball endures. Um, you know, because the, well, you know, I mean, it, it's, it changes now. Um, when I was a kid, there was no such thing as free agency. You were a, you were a Dodger for life or you were a, you know, a Philadelphia Philly for life or whatever. Uh, a Yankee I mean, you look at the old guys, and, and, and like Gil Hodges, too, until right at the end. Um, he's a Dodger all the way. You don't, you don't see that very much anymore. Look at Juan Soto in the middle of the year. He's suddenly a padre. You know, it's like, <laughs> boom, here's this guy. Uh, the Nationals try to sew him up for 15 years, and he says, no, I'm going to go. You know, and next thing you know, he's in San Diego right in the middle of the season. Um, so it's, it's, it's different. You know, one day – one day, if you're in San Diego and you're playing the Nationals, you're, you're rooting against the guy, and the next day he's he's your hero. So, <laughs> yeah. um, but it, it it's changed a lot. But it's still baseball endures, and um, a lot of us have have that connection to baseball because of people like Gil Hodges, uh, people like Jackie Robinson, mm-hmm. uh, people like Roy Campanella. I'm name, 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 naming a lot of Dodgers here, but. Roy Campanella and Sandy Koufax, what an example uh, he was to the world, you know. Um, he wasn't Catholic, but uh, he'd be a good subject of a movie, too. Yeah. Yeah, and I, yeah, I think with baseball, too, it's, it's like the, um, like I have a, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. My six-year-old just started, or, well, actually, he just finished T-ball. T-ball, but, yeah. Know, unlike, you know, uh, basketball and football, you know, I think oftentimes the uh, – Kids have to be a little bit older to, you know, to get the knack of it. Where baseball, you know, you could t-ball is pretty, you know, you can go, you can walk on un, not knowing anything and still, um, still partake in the game. So I think it's also um, because so many of us have done it at a young age and, and you yep. know throughout our childhood, it, it has like this, this special nostalgic thing. Um, you know, I'm almost forty now, and things of my childhood are nostalgia. It's it, it's a powerful drug. I think baseball, in a good way, brings so much nostalgia um, to just all ages, and I think that's why it just it just has endured. And despite it not being a fast-paced game, I think it's a, it's a it's a well-paced game, and that allows you to enjoy just being there, um, having a hot dog, <laughs> drinking a beverage, yeah. whatever it may be. 
um, and just um, being part of the just the whole atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, I, I look at my first experience to sports was Little League. Um, we didn't have T-ball then, thank goodness, or I would have struck out in T-ball too. But, <laughs> but uh, my, my sons, um, their first exposure, even, even though they went on to play other sports other than baseball, their first sport, baseball. And like you say, T-ball, you had four or five-year-olds playing T-ball. Um, you don't have four or five-year-olds playing basketball or football or, or uh, tennis or golf or anything else. I guess there's, I guess Tiger Woods was playing golf when he was three, but nobody else is playing golf. You know, actually, I think I think he won the Masters when he was three, but but uh, you know, um, you know, it's it's uh, and and there's always going to be that connection. I remember. Um, playing Little League, and then years later, um, pl- my son, my youngest son, playing Little League and it uh, on the same diamond I played on. And, wow, that's And just, cool. you know, going, going to this snack bar and, you know, just smelling the grass being mowed, and it was just, it was like I, I was a little kid again, <laughs> you know, and... and uh, there's 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 always going to be a connection, and uh, this is uh, it's just, it's a it's just beautiful that you guys put put this together, and you you've won other Emmys, right, yourself? We have, and this, so it's nominated, so it ha- it, we'll find out in October if it actually will win. I mean, that would be amazing. Being nominated is just is a huge huge honor. So just having that, and so yeah, it could it could possibly win um, in October. And uh, we have won a few other Emmys, um, which, you know, our first one, funny enough, was sports, but um, kind of the complete opposite. It was skateboard. It was a skateboarding uh, uh, Franciscan friar. Uh, <laughs> and so it, um, uh, it was quite different. I don't think anyone had expected that. It actually got some, uh, quite a lot of buzz online uh, and just in some mainstream media, too, uh, because we, we had a, um, a friar, you know, in, in his full... Um, habit uh skating through chicago uh and just doing a whole bunch of really unique tricks uh, and stuff and so yeah that one's called salve regina if oh wow well you picked a great name yeah well, so the, the funny thing about that so he actually sung the traditional song mm-hmm. salve regina so the one that's skateboarding is also the one singing it and then we've got a composer sean Deason, to you know put the um the instrumentation behind it and so it was a very it was like very it was very sacred um and, but also very modern. Uh, so the two juxtaposed uh, worked really well together. So, we, yeah, we won an Emmy for that and um, a few other pieces as well. That um, uh, Yeah, just in spite of uh, one that really sticks out, uh, it was, it was, uh, there was a, a shooting. Um, it was in the news uh, a couple of years ago and, um, in high school. A, a young uh, student basically sacrificed himself, put himself in front of harm's way, mm-hmm. was, was killed. And uh, we told the story of, of, of that and his life. And uh, just really inspiring. Like, I can't watch that and not uh, cry and get, you know, very emotional because it, as a father, just seeing, you know, because he interviews his, his father and mother and, um, and his classmates. And, um, you know, he was a strong Catholic as well. He actually wanted to be a knight. Um, and so um, uh, I think it was the first time ever the knights, Posthumously, if I'm saying that correctly, mm-hmm. I inducted him to be a knight. Um, after oh that. Wow. Uh, wow! I'm actually kind of getting a little emotional right now. Yeah. Talking about it. What was it's, the name? Yeah. What was the name of that film? Uh, it's called No Greater Love. No um, Greater Love. Kendrick, Kendrick Steele um, is the name of the young man. Um, if you go to, if you, I believe it's on our website, uh, spirit2studios.com, or or in the Knights of Columbus uh, YouTube. But yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, you could probably get my voice off. <laughs> what was what was his okay. first name? Uh, uh, Kendrick. Kendrick Kendrick Castile, huh? I'll have to yeah. look that up. Um, and, and where where was it? Where did that take place? Um, it was in, I believe, um, uh, Colorado. Yeah, okay. and, uh, Kendrick uh, K E N D R I C K, and then his last name is uh, uh, Castillo, uh, uh, wow. Castillo. Was uh, it, if was you that... Google him or YouTube him. Um, You'll see a lot. I mean, it's still um, in new stuff, but um, yeah, just um, you know. Was, it, was that Columbine or was that something else? Uh, it wasn't Columbine. It was, um, I believe, uh, STEM High School. Uh-huh. Um, so um, another figure, you know, like Gil, that just didn't hesitate to do the right thing. Uh, I mean, this was a life or death situation, 
Um, but, you know, because of his sacrifice, he saved so many of his uh, classmates. Mm-hmm. And he was just, I mean, he wasn't armed or anything. He just, you know, essentially lunged at the shooter um, and uh, lost his life in, 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 in the mix of it, but uh, saved saved his fellow classmates. Wow. wow. So so, how's this Emmy thing work? Uh, there are a lot of nominees, and uh... yeah, it's um, so the way it's uh, yeah, there's like you know a lot of times we get like it, there's uh, a couple of categories of the Emmys. There's like the daytime Emmys, um, right. primetime Emmys. Uh, this is a regional Emmy, so this is for the New York chapter, um, mm-hmm. and so it's going against. Um, I can't recall the, the the other ones in this category, but uh, yeah, it's definitely it's competing against uh, several other ones, and so um, it gets judged by um, uh, a panel and then um, and then they have a ceremony a big you know like you know uh, suit or, or a tuxedo event type of thing and then they'll announce um, the winners there so is there going to be a red carpet there usually is there usually is so <laughs> uh, it'll be held in New York um, I'm in Chicago so uh, hopefully I'll be able to make it um, but yeah not sure so um, fingers crossed, praying that it, you know, it could win. That would just be a, a really nice, um, I think, ending to this. Is there a novena for the Emmy? <laughs> <laughs> there should be. If you want to start with that, I'm all about it. Okay. So. <laughs> uh, it'd be great. It would be great to, to see you guys win. That would that'd be wonderful. If you don't, you don't. But uh, it doesn't doesn't detract from the film at all. Uh, you know, it's a, making a film isn't about winning awards, of course, but. Um, the, the film stands for itself, but uh, it'd be it'd be I guess frosting on the cake to for sure yeah for, to Thank have you. an Emmy Thank as well. You. Well, Rob, it is, it is just so great to talk with you, and uh, uh, you've given me all these movies to look up now, and uh, uh, I sure hope uh, you won't be a stranger to this program because I re- really enjoy talking to you and really enjoy the the work that you guys do. Oh, I appreciate that. No, this is this is awesome. It's really. Um, I really just made my day talking to you and just, uh, yeah, reminiscing baseball stuff and Catholic stuff. So I'm honored and I really appreciate uh, you having me on. Well, God bless you and your family and uh, Spirit Juice Studios. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, hopefully talk to you again soon after you win the Emmy. <laughs> okay. When you win the Emmy, think of us and we'll give us a shout and we'll get you back on. I definitely will. I definitely will. Great. Thank you so Thanks much. so much, Rob. Okay, thank yeah, you. God bless. That's uh uh, Rob Kazmark um, from uh, Spirit Juice Studios and in association with Catholic Athletes for Christ. Uh, there's a, a movie about uh, Gil Hodges, uh, Soul of a Champion, the Gil Hodges story. And uh, Gabe, they're going to win the Emmy, so book them. <laughs> we'll take a quick break. We'll be back with more on the Bishop's Hour right after this. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the St. Vincent de Paul Society. Drop by and shop at their thrift store, a beautiful, beautiful thrift store at 2275 Watt Avenue. Open Mondays through Saturdays from 10 to 8 and Sundays from 11 to 6. They also accept donations at the store, donations of furniture, appliances, clothing, books, everyday household items. Your donations help to fund the many projects of the St. Vincent de Paul Society throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Do such wonderful, wonderful work, and the thrift store is uh, one of the the ways they uh, raise the funds to help people throughout the diocese, and also uh, uh, many of their clients are able to access the uh, thrift store for uh, items that they need. You can uh, give them a call. They will come pick it up as well, but you can uh, give them a call. They're at 916-972-1212. And remember, again, the thrift store is open uh, seven days a week at 2275 Watt Avenue right here in Sacramento. Well, Bishop Soto refers to Christ the King Retreat Center as the jewel of the diocese, and indeed it is. What a beautiful oasis it is. It's located in Citrus Heights, uh, right in the hustle and bustle of the city, and you feel like you're getting away from it all when you uh, turn off the main road and just uh, uh, come into Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center. Christ the King has served Northern California and the Diocese of Sacramento for over 60 years through parish weekend retreats, individual spiritual direction, and a variety of other programs. For information on all the programs that they offer, including residential programs, give them a call. They're at 916-725-4720, or you can visit them at 6520 
Van Maren Lane in Citrus Heights, and we certainly thank uh, the St. Vincent de Paul Society and Christ the King Passionist Retreat Center for their fine and longstanding support of the Bishop's Hour. We'd like to thank all the wonderful people and organizations, uh, businesses in town uh, and throughout the Diocese of Sacramento who have provided underwriting for the Bishop's Hour. Uh, some in the last few years, some uh, have been with us for a very long time. If you would like to be an underwriter for the Bishop's Radio Hour, uh, it's a wonderful opportunity to, to support this mission and also to support the diocese and also uh, to get some uh, recognition for uh, your organization or for your business. The easiest way to do this is to uh, give us a shout, send us an email, radio at scd.org, and we can give you all the details about uh, helping to underwrite the Bishop's Radio Hour. Again, that's radio at scd.org. This is Bishop William K. Wiegand, the Bishop Emeritus of Sacramento, and you're listening to the Bishop's Hour with Bob Denning. Thank you, Bishop Wiegand, for that wonderful introduction. And this uh, Bishop's Radio Hour was the brainchild of uh, Bishop Wiegand, so uh, we appreciate we appreciate all that uh, he has done and continues to do here as the Bishop Emeritus of the Diocese of Sacramento. And of course, we want to thank Bishop Soto for his great support of the Bishop's Radio Hour, and and you, uh, the listeners, for uh, all all the times you have been been with us, and. Our great guests, and speaking of which, uh, we're welcoming in Father George Snyder, the uh, yes, pas- uh, pastor. Good evening. Good evening to you, Father. Hi, Bob. How are you? Doing very, very well. you got uh, all kinds of exciting things going on. Yes, always, always in the um, active work of spreading the love of Christ. Yes, indeed. So, to, to the saints. So, uh, so you, uh, I hope you are not tired of me. Uh, <laughs> always asking for for a promotion of what we're doing here. No, we love it. We love it. It, it. It's it's so different from from so many of the things we do, and a lot of people don't know very much about relics and uh, the relics of the saints. And uh, uh, you have schooled me tremendously in 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 it. I've learned an awful lot. I, I uh, absolutely uh, we we love having you on the show, and we love all these. Uh, I guess exhibits, if you will, uh, that uh, come to come to our area. Oh, it's always my pleasure, Bob. It's always my pleasure. It's, that's why I'm a priest. Yes. And uh, I always like to promote uh, the friends of the saints. So, uh, my, my goal is to be like like them someday. Yes, indeed. Well, you, you, that's, our, that's all our calling. This is a universal call to holiness. We are all called to be saints. It, that's is what Mother Angelic would say. That's not miss the opportunity. Yeah. Oh, yes. You know, and that's that's exactly true. And I think I think some of us sitting in the back row sometimes miss that. This isn't this isn't just for the saints we know about. We're all called to be that. So yes, yes, and it's always the joy and the genuine happiness when you um, engage yourself and embody. Uh, the uh, the Eucharistic Lord uh, through the uh, examples of the saints that, that inspires you because uh, they help you on your journey indeed with the Lord yes. indeed so. and they and they inspire you too hearing the <laughs> stories of some of these saints are just oh my goodness it's it's very inspiring you know before I go to bed I always read the story of the lives of the saints that uh-huh. inspires me last night before I went to bed I watched a little uh, trailer of the sixteen martyrs of Campaign. You know, in France, the, during the Reign of Terror, mm-hmm. the 16 Carmelites that were beheaded. Oh, my goodness. I, I went to bed just full of admiration and, and, and the witness of that, that, that faith. Amazing. Wow. wow. So uh, now we are excited. We have this uh, wonderful uh, exhibit on the Eucharistic miracles around the world. And it started here at St. Clair. Now it's moving to the biggest, largest parish in the diocese, and uh, we're here to promote. And, uh, uh, of course, with us here, it re- I am talking to you with this group, and then we all have the first-class relic of Blessed Carlo Acutis mm-hmm. right with us, you know. Since this this, this, uh, this uh, Blessed uh, is so accustomed with computers and technology, he's here with us. He's wow. here with us, Blessed Carlo Acutis. So this, this uh, project is... 
uh, is uh, in connection with the revival of the Eucharist starting, it started this year. June, started on uh, June the 19th. Yeah. Yes, and we have a, a three-year revival that will culminate in Eucharistic uh, Congress in Indianapolis. Right. So this is exciting. So, um, again, uh, this is, of course, uh, uh, through the... Uh, the, uh, what what Blessed Carlo Cutis had shared and when he uh, documented all of these uh, over uh, 136 miracles around the world. Wow. Uh, of the uh, significant real presence of Jesus Christ in the breaking of the bread. Uh-huh. And there are about uh, 126 of them approved by the Church. And this is uh, tested empirically tested by by doctors and scientists mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, that's that 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 exhibit that we have uh, connects us to the understanding and sharing of all of these empirical evidence of the real presence of Jesus Wow so you're at Good Shepherd in Elk Grove no uh, from St. Clair we, we oh, started you're, you're in St. Clair now Corpus Christi yes right now uh, uh, Donna Gutierrez, uh, their, re- their Eucharistic Revival representative, uh, have taken the responsibility with her um, group to bring this exhibit of the Eucharistic miracles around the world mm-hmm. and also the Relic of Blessed Carlo Cutis uh, for a public uh, exhibition and veneration of his relic. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we, she, I will turn you over later to invite you with all the details of this and of course, this is under my my banner, and uh, and and the goal is to bring this to many parishes around the diocese continuously, to to promote, right? To promote the uh, the the uh, to educate to to catechize mm-hmm. our people in the real presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Wow! So, the, but there will be an event at at Good Shepherd of Mass. Yes, yes, there will be. But first of all, you know, I'm very grateful for Bishop Jaime Soto. You know, um, he is the key person that have requested this relic. Uh, this is very, very hard to get. I'll tell you honestly, this young computer genius uh, is, is highly in demand around the world uh, because of our His Excellency Bishop Jaime Soto, the mother of Carlo Acutis, uh, gave the diocese a first-class relic of Carlo Acutis. Wow. It is, it is indeed a, uh, a wonderful gift to our diocese. I'm very grateful for our bishop. So, and, and what's the relic? The relic of Carlo Acutis, uh, we have the, uh, the hair, first class, of course, and then we have a piece of this, his casket and also the, uh, the garment that he had worn during the last day um, of his life in you know, he died at a young age of 15, 15, 15 years, years old. Yeah. As a young boy. And someone said, what did he do to become a saint? He did so much with his uh, short time here on earth. Uh, he uh, cataloged all the Eucharistic miracles around the world because of his intense love as a child. At the early age, this, this, this uh, uh, young uh, boy uh, fell in love in the real presence of Jesus and attended Mass almost every day. Well, he a confession every day, and, and he served the poor. And growing up as a teenager, he became a leader of so many young people that recognized his kindness, his love for the disabled. He defended people that are being bullied at school. He was a computer genius. He, he likes computer. He likes computer games. And he rides. He likes to ride his bike, and he goes to mass uh, every day. And and this is the life of a young a young boy for so little of his time. And had told his mom, "I want to see all these places." You know, this is a young boy. I mean, that have toured almost every places that is known to see. The, the Eucharistic miracles around the world. And he took pictures and documented them and created this amazing website. And I hope everybody will, will uh, take uh, a look at the official website, the Blessed Carlo Acutis uh, official website, 
you'll you'll see everything there. It's it, it's it's a public domain. Everyone could uh, print. Everyone could could download. It's free, and uh, that's what we've done. We we downloaded and we print all of these uh, posters and materials that will be uh, that we put together for the exhibit. Wow! So this is credited to this young. Uh, a computer genius at the young age he wants to make a difference in the world and use that talent well his to uh to bring the love and the real presence of Jesus you know it's his famous saying the Eucharist is my highway to heaven well wow, wow. Yeah. his his story has just swept the world i mean it's it, you you can't go anywhere without hearing his name it's yes. it's truly amazing you know, a lot of young people here, I put together a group called New Friends of Blessed Carlo Acutis. Mm-hmm. And we distributed thousands of the holy cards touched to his relic. So I would encourage everyone, and many miracles were attributed to him. You know, in fact, we are, I was talking to Uli, Uli Smith knew, we are putting together and documenting one miracle that will be submitted submitted to the apostolator wow. that could be a cost. He needed one more miracle to be to be canonized. This miracle and, and here in here in our diocese in Roseville. Wow, in Roseville, yes. And and we've interviewed the two doctors, and they're going to support the investigation. And they uh, have stood that it's the extraordinary survival of this this man uh, who's on ventilator of COVID and expected to die and declining every day. And we started a novena here at St. Clair for him and for all COVID um, uh, patients, okay? So to make the long story short, uh, he was put on almost in hospice to prepare for his death, being on ventilator for Mm -hmm. for a a long time. He recovered without any effects of hardship or or impediments of of damage, right? And then uh, he went to my church for the first time after the recovery, and he saw the picture of Blessed Carlo Acutis. Right there, right? Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, who is this boy? Uh, I said, do you know Blessed Carlo Cudiz? Yeah. I mean, I saw him in my dream during, wow. during, I saw him, he visited me, Father. He visited me. He spoke to me. He sat next to me. And he, we could not stop, could not stop him. And of course, I don't report those easily. <laughs> and, right, you know, sure, people, sure. I don't want to be charged of, uh, I'm thinking that I'm kind of uh, making a publicity out of it. I'm very, very careful of that. Um, so he, he insisted and insisted, and I kind of, and I kind of quieted him down and, and, and sealed him until they called Uli. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and then Uli called me. Why are you not doing anything of, of uh, talk about this? Well, Uli, I need more information. Sure, let me, sure. Let me find out. So I started inquiring, and there's the doctors. Testifying, of course, they approve. The family approved for me to to mm-hmm. talk to the mm-hmm. doctors in writing. I'm very careful of that because of IPA, and they're the ones who requested. And I found a very good merit and chance of uh, of uh, the, the miracle. Wow! Okay, so, and that so gets again, submitted. I mean, it, it will be submitted, yeah. and that let them run the course. And of course, we were not going. We're just going to give them the facts. We're not going to interpret it. Right. Let them process what what is needed. It's all in in, in the grace of God. Well, that's remarkable. So we're not we're not pushing, but because you know, uh, Bob, miracle happens in small ways, big ways, and sure. different ways. It's all a miracle. But sometimes God creates an extraordinary one for the world to know. But miracles happens when when we open when I open my eyes this morning. I thank God. Because it's like opening a gift. My eyes were open. It's a miracle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, again, that's that's why I'm excited um, uh, to promote this young boy, uh, and uh, and 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 use the opportunity to also catechize and and educate the people of the real presence of Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Yeah, and you know, here's a, here's a, I mean, he's a very very attractive in the best of uh, meaning of that word a very attractive 
person to to the world you know he's 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 young and he's happy and he's enthusiastic and he's all these he's all these things you want in your own kids and um yeah i mean he's 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 a very modern saint for yes. for the modern world yes you can see the the remains is buried in this uh his <laughs> his uh what nike shoes and this wearing uh-huh. his his pants uh the jogging pants and kind of a sports uh, jacket mm-hmm. um it's uh, God wants to communicate and reach out to our young people and to, to tell us that becoming a saint, you don't have to be somebody else. And God calls uh, all people in, in their own ways of life and use their gifts and their talents uh, for the, the, the glorification of God yeah. and the sanctification of, of, of the life of life. How did Blessed Carlo die? He died of leukemia mm-hmm. at the age of 15. And the young boy uh, offered his sacrifices. His famous quote is that I offered my, my suffering for the church, for the Pope. And um, so simple is way he understood, really, uh, of that he's going to heaven. It's his destiny. He... he understand understood completely that heaven is the you know the Eucharist is a highway to heaven with a smile uh, and, and uh, died of, of happy happy uh, heart hmm. to be with his best friend Wow that's, that's beautifully put highway to heaven the Eucharist is the yeah, highway to heaven my highway to heaven yeah, yeah to and heaven. then he he created you know some of the quotes that he, uh, um, you know, he said, "I am, I am happy to die because I live my life without wasting even a minute of it mm. on mm. anything unpleasing to God." Well, what a, what a great feeling to think you didn't waste even a minute of your life. Yes, and and then one of his favorite quotes, uh, you know, I get emotional. Sadness is looking at your, at ourselves. Happiness is looking towards God. Mm-hmm. Wow, what a what a yeah. story! It, has anybody written a book about him? Or yes, yeah. Well, he's he's he's, he's kind of like the modern day uh, modern day uh, saint uh, for for our our young people nowadays. And sure. many uh, literatures, uh, books, and things are written uh, about the life of Carlo Acutis. Wow! Wow! So, so by the way. Yeah, uh, yeah. You know, we are the only uh, diocese in the West Coast that has his relic. That's uh, that we're very blessed. We are the only um, diocese that that the mother Antonia, yes, personally gave this to us. Wow. Yes, the mother of Carlo Acutis. And where does she live? She lives now in, in Milan. Uh-huh. But uh, uh, Carlo Cutis, the, the, desire, the desire of this young boy is to be buried with his favorite saint, Saint Francis, uh-huh. in Assisi. Yes, in Assisi. In Assisi, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well. In fact, the recipient of that miracle uh, is now there with his wife mm-hmm. in Assisi to visit, to give a uh, Thanksgiving uh, uh, visit to Carlo Cutis. We're, we're talking with Father uh, George Snyder, the pastor at St. Clair's Parish in, in Roseville. Um, and tell us about the event uh, starting August. Yes, I'm going to turn you over to the representative from Good Shepherd. Okay, okay? great. And this is Donna Gutierrez. Um, and then Donna uh, here. Hi, Bob. Hi, Donna. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Well, as Father George just shared with you and everybody that's listening, um, what a wonderful um blessed venerable right now will be a saint coming up soon hopefully sooner than later um opportunity for us to have in our diocese as father said um just a few minutes ago but i'm honored and i'm i'm just so excited as i you know brought this to father michael vaughn to approve um to bring to our parish 
Uh, we're going to um, kick off the five-day exhibition and veneration on August 24th mm-hmm. with a mass. Um, Father George will be the concelebrant with Father Michael Vaughn. Mm-hmm. It will begin at 6.30. I'm inviting all the listeners and listeners share with all of your friends, family members, um, non-Catholics, everyone, to come and and be a part of this, um, venerating um, our um, Blessed Carlo. As we are, I mean, this is just how the Holy Spirit works. We're in the Eucharistic revival that just began June 19th, and here we have Blessed Carlo with us, and we'll be able to um, venerate, have Mass, communion, and um, those that do attend the Mass on that Wednesday, August 24th, will receive a holy card blessed from the relic and a novena nine-day novena. We will start the novena that night, right after Mass. We'll do the first day, and then every um, day following after morning Mass, we will complete the nine-day novena of Blessed Carlo. So um, please, I invite everybody. um, Oh, and and with that, um, yes, there there will be in our narthex the um, exposition. We will have all of the not all of them, but a good amount of them, close to 50, of the Eucharistic miracles around the world um, that he had downloaded and researched. So those will be present for everybody to view and see. I know, Bob, this is exciting because, like I said, the Eucharistic revival is here. We have this blessed um, saint to be with us and um, how it will touch so many of our young people and our middle class people, you know, middle all the way to the elderly. So um, please, um, our hope is, as, as Father Michael um, Vaughn appointed a Eucharistic Revival Committee, and, you know, what we've done here is we pulled three different ministries at Good Shepherd. We have the Sacred Silence Adoration Ministry, Vocation Ministry, and the Evangelization Outreach Ministry, all together, all the leads, have pulled together to do this wonderful exhibition and veneration of Carlo for five days at Good Shepherd. Wow. Um, our hope, our hope, Bob, is to um, share with our diocese, as we are right now on Catholic Radio, to come and see and share with their pastors pastors, if you're listening, listening, please come and attend and see if this is something, and I hope, my hope is that it is, that you would like this to come to your parish and share with your parishioners, because this is what uh, Father George was praying to Carlo. Carlo, please bring me some help. Let me share all who you are with everybody, everyone in the diocese, and you know, the Holy Spirit guided me to come to St. Clair's through a text message, an invite, and this is how this all started. I asked Father George, how can this be? How can this happen A Good Shepherd? And his love for the relics, for our saints, of course, he said, Donna, you can borrow it. You can have everything here. So that is what's going to happen on August 24th. Uh, Mass, and then through the 28th, we will have veneration um, at Good Shepherd from 9.30 in the morning till 7.30 at night. 9.30 and, to 7.30. Yeah, and then here, here's something that uh, Carlos's mother, Antonio, Antonia, says, in the end, it is not about Carlo, but it's about Jesus. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Bob, I mean, all of us right here tonight, I mean, we, we are experiencing uh, the Holy Spirit, the, the God, the Eucharist. He, he wants to educate. He wants people to know about the saints, to know about his real presence and his love. And, and in the times that we're in today, I, I, I'm sitting here before this, this relic right now, and 
I'm in awe, and I, I, I will say, I love being Catholic, and I love being able to receive the Eucharist every day. Oh, it is my nourishment, and I hope that it's every Catholic's nourishment. We need the Eucharist more today than ever before. Amen. 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 That's just beautifully put, Donna. Beautifully put. Uh, so, Good Shepherd there on Racket Court in Elk Grove. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, 6.30 on the 24th uh, will be Holy Mass. And yes. Father George will be uh, co-celebrating uh, co- with Father Michael with Vaughn. Father Michael Van, uh, Vaughn. And uh, um, Father George, is going to be the homilist? Yes. Yes. Very good. Yes, it's all about the Lord. And we are all servants. Yes. And in the communion of saints, you you have no idea the the feeling of this room right now is powerful right here. And uh, and uh, with the presence of his uh, Carlo Acutis, um, it is it is a, a blessed time for our diocese to rejoice. You know, mm-hmm. in in the midst of all the challenges we have. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So uh, there's always a joyful heart and 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 happiness. Because um, we are walking in the footsteps of the Lord Indeed. with the saints. Indeed. And the veneration and exhibit will be from the 25th through the 28th, 9th. Yes, it will be there. You'll be able to see several ones of what, what the, uh, uh, Antonia gave the diocese, several relics as well. And all the cards that will be distributed are touched to the sacred relics of Carlo Vacutis. And there's a prayer in the back of the card. Very that good. they can take home and use it to to pray for 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 anything, and there will be also uh, if they need any intercessions, uh, prayers, uh, there will be an opportunity for them to write down their petitions, and there will be a, a place to put them, and they will be remembered in that novena and the masses, and and that I tell you, it's overwhelming uh, miracles. I'm getting a lot of letters today, of miracles that occur. Here at St. Clair, it's just overwhelming, and 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 the beauty and, and the people that were touched by by this is extraordinary. Wow! Even even my own priesthood, you know. Um, so every day is a, a, a renewal of faith, and and I get energized every time I'm I connect myself and my own challenges to the sacrifice of the saints. Well, it's, it's for Jesus. Yep. just a remarkable story. I can't wait to see it. Yes, and please, I hope that you can take the opportunity to to come and and come and see. That's uh, that's always the, the biblical passage. Come and see. Yes, come and, and see. Face and see the goodness of the Lord. Right. Yes. So right. you you will you will not um, uh, you will not run out of anything. It's free of charge. Nothing. <laughs> nothing that you just bring yourself. Just bring yourself. You'll just gain in, and uh, be inspired of this. And uh, and I hope that this will grow um, into the hearts of many Catholics, especially those who do not know God, you know, those who no longer believe in, those uh, people that were hurt, uh, even by the Church. It's a time of healing. It's a time of us to get together and know there is this Christ that heals us, and there is mercy, mercy uh, that is available for all of us. Yes, indeed, indeed. Well, it's 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 just so thrilling that uh, uh, I don't know if that's even the right word. Thrilling, exciting, uh, inspiring that that uh, this has come to the diocese, and what a, what a what an yeah, honor and what, what an opportunity. Yes, that's why the diocese is the Blessed Sacrament. Right. You know, we are named after the Blessed that's Sacrament. That's right. That's right. So we were given. That's why we were we were given uh, this opportunity. <laughs> we are we are we are the uh, the the diocese that that, that bears the, the name of the real presence of Jesus. Yeah, yeah. It's just it's it's remarkable. I'm just very grateful for for Bishop Jaime Soto. Every time I need him to request something, you know, yeah. He always, he always comes through, and and I tell you, it was not easy to to obtain this one, but boy, because there's so much requests. 
oh, around the world. Oh, yes. He's... And they do. They are very, very, very careful who they gave it to. And we are the one that don't, they're in the West Coast uh, that were given this. That's why it's it meant to be shared. It's not meant just for me to have. And it meant to be shared. And because Carlo wants to reach out, Blessed Carlo Acutis wants, wants to do more. He said, he, I can do more for you in heaven. Mm-hmm. Yes. Indeed. Well, Father George, and Donna, and everybody there, thanks so much yes. for, for joining us. And uh, yeah, There are a group of people here, and, and we, we are kind of, sometimes when your emotion gets to your heart, it's hard to concentrate and focus. So um, uh, forgive me for, no. <laughs> I normally uh, am focused when, when you're talking, but when, when, my, when, when I hit by the Holy Spirit, it's, it's hard to really um, uh, focus on what I need to say, but yeah. Anyway, so I'm just very grateful for um, for your help and uh, and helping us to promote this. Absolutely, Father. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to compete with the Holy Spirit. <laughs> <laughs> and that God will surprise us. There's a lot more in store for us. Yes, indeed. You know, come and 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 be with uh, the real presence of the Lord. Indeed. Thanks and so much, Father. Thank Donna for me, and and thank everybody there, and. Uh, We'll look forward to seeing you real soon. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, thanks very much. Yep. God, God bless. That's uh, God. Father George Sider and uh, uh, Donna was there with him from Good Shepherd. It'll all take place, uh, Holy Mass at Good Shepherd on the 24th of August, 6.30 p.m. Good Shepherd on Racket Court in Elk Grove. And then veneration and the exhibit from uh, the the relics of Blessed Carlo Acutis um, from the 25th to the 28th of August, 9.30 in the morning till 7.30 in the evening. That's going to do it for us for today. Thanks for listening. God bless everyone. This portion of the Bishop's Hour is brought to you by a grant from the Mercy Foundation, enriching lives in the Sacramento region through Sisters of Mercy Ministries in health care, education, housing, and the care for the poor and elderly. For the Mercy Foundation, philanthropy is one of the most powerful expressions of compassion and love. Just as many people in our community need a hand, countless others are reaching out to them with comfort and hope. You can express your care and concern for the less fortunate with a gift to the Mercy Foundation. Uh, you can give them a call, 916-851-2700. That's 916-851-2700. And you can be confident that fully 100% of your contribution will support the Sisters of, ministry, of Mi- Mercy Ministry or ministries that you choose. And what a wonderful treasure Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts has been for all of us here in the diocese as they uh, uh, transition uh, into uh, uh, new ownership and management. Uh, they continue to offer wonderful workshops, wonderful uh, uh, resources for the Catholic community throughout the Diocese of Sacramento. Not only does Easter's provide a wide array of Catholic books, both current releases and longtime classics, but they also sponsor a number of valuable workshops and lectures throughout the year. They're, they're located at 6916 Sunrise Boulevard in Citrus Heights. Give them a call, 916-338-7272. We also receive a generous underwriting support by Crumley & Associates, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services. If you have questions about retirement, Crumley & Associates can help you with their confident retirement approach that can help define a clear roadmap to get you where you want to go. You can uh, contact them, get all the details at Crumley & Associates, 7956 California Avenue in Fair Oaks. They're at 916-638-4600. That's 916-638-4600. Four six zero zero, and we uh, are, are certainly uh, appreciative of the uh, fine and uh, long-standing support of the Mercy Foundation, of Easter's Catholic Books and Gifts, and of Crumley and Associates.
May the world 